welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I do have to say, I do not run this club alone. I do it alongside two other beautiful, powerful, bad 
boss women, uh, Crystal and Nicole, they are on stage as well. And we are going to share this hour together. Um, And so here I am today. And it's so funny because last week, um, Glenn was going to come to 10X Ladies. He couldn't make it. And we were talking back and forth. And he said, can Mom Link host an hour in Breakfast with Champions? And I said, of course, absolutely. And so I told Crystal and Nicole that we were going to, you know, host the room in Breakfast with Champions. And of course, you know, being the planners that they are, they're asking me, okay, well, what are we talking about? What is the topic? What are you going to say? And listen, I'm that kind of person that I'm like at the top of the drop, at the drop of a dime, I'm just going to talk about what comes to the, the, the top of my mind. And they're like, okay, well, they're, they're going to do, you know, the normal thing. Right. And they're going to like actually plan out what they're going to speak about and present it, you know, um, uh, intelligently. And here I am, I'm like, I'm just going to wing it. I'm a public speaker. That's what I went to four years of schools for, you know, I'm just going to unmute <clears throat> and say what's on the top of my mind. And I woke up this morning at 6.30 with analysis paralysis. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna talk about in Breakfast with Champions today? So I was like eating my words a little bit. Excuse me, I have a little frog in my throat. One second, I'm just gonna clear my throat for a second. And, uh, and, um, And I laughed to myself and I'm like, all right, Gina, you have an hour and a half to think about exactly what you want to say. And the topic is powerful women and being, uh, in 10X ladies. And then I did, I signed up for the Bay mastermind. I've been really clear and intentional about my purpose in life. And I know that I'm here on this earth to inspire other women and mothers to be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be through my personal story. And I, I realized in that moment, I'm like, am I going to play And I was going back and forth about this in my head all morning. And I said, all right, well, if I know that that's my purpose, then I need to tell my story today. But it's a story, you know, like it's something we're going to have to unpack. And then I was like talking myself out of it. I'm like, not everybody. Now I don't want to go that deep. I don't want to say all those things and take everybody there. And then I thought to myself, so then I'm like talking myself. I'm just going to start here at the story and say from here on. And, and yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> and then I said to myself, nope, Gina, Mm-mm. because we're talking about powerful women today. And a powerful woman means also getting vulnerable, right? Getting real. So do I have permission to be real with everybody on the stage? If I have permission to be real, say, let's get real. Let's, let's, let's get, get real. real. Let's get real. All right. All right. And like, and like my girl, Lisa Copeland over the weekend said, you do it scared. Okay. So let's get real. So I'm going to start off telling you my story because not because I want to tell you my story, but because there's some women in this room that need to hear this because they need to be inspired by what I have to share today and inspired by my experiences. So I was born into a uh, Italian family and anybody who knows Italians, Sicilians, especially, they know that there's, there's um, some mobster history going on back there. Um, And so my grandfather and my grandmother, you know, their parents came over on the boat as Sicilians. My grandfather told my grandmother when they were five years old, how cute is that? He he said, I'm going to marry you one day, Dolly. Her name was Dolly. And uh, she stood at all uh, four, foot, 11 and a half. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me take a sip of water. Hang on one second. 
morning boy still. Okay. She stood at a whole four foot 11 and a half and he was over six feet tall. So it was a cute little match. And he did exactly what he set out to do. When they were 17 years old, they eloped one night and they got married and they had four kids. One of them being my dad, they owned um, back then in the day, you know, the grocery stores were family owned and they owned the largest grocery store in Scranton, Pennsylvania uh, that everybody knew. And my father, the firstborn, um, became a very prominent doctor in the area. And he married my mother. My mother had already had one child, uh, my half brother. And my father, coming from a Sicilian family of men who uh, probably had some anger issues, uh, was domestically abusive to my mother. And one night they got into a fight because my Mother was going to take me and my do- my husband, uh, my fa- my brother, my half brother, to Texas with her family and leave my father because he was being physically abusive to my mother. And at that point in time, there was a gun in the house. And whatever happened that night, um, at the hands of my father, my mother was shot and killed. And that was a pivotal moment in my life because I was a baby and I was a victim and I had no. Um, way of, I don't even remember any of this, but I do know that it was a horrible situation. My dad did go to prison and serve 15 years in prison. And I was raised by my grand, my father's parents. So I was raised by my grandmother and my grandfather and my aunt, who to this day is still a saint. My aunt never got married and had children of her own. My aunt has been the caretaker for every single person in my family, including myself. So I say I lost my mother, but really God gave me two mothers because I had my, my grandmother and my aunt to raise me. And I was ra- I didn't get taken by my mother's side of the family. I got taken by my father's side of the family. And growing up uh, a child, I had a lot of adult things put on my plate as a child. Adult things like, driving two hours every weekend or every other weekend to a men's prison, um, being, you know, uh, uh, they have to, you know, go, you have to go through metal detectors to get into the waiting room for, to visit, uh, seeing, you know, my dad in, in a uniform, you know, the prison uniform and visiting with my dad only for an hour or two every other weekend when really what I wanted to do as a child was go to birthday parties that I had to say no to and all of these different things. And I will say to you, what I've learned from that experience is that I forgive my dad. I forgive my father and I love my father and I have not the best relationship with my father, but I have a decent relationship with my father. And the reason why I forgive my father is because that is what God has called me to do. That is what God has asked the, for me to be, forgiving and loving. Because if God can forgive my father, I can forgive my father. And not only that, because I'm not going to hold space in my head to, to, to hate or resentment or to anger. I don't allow that for myself because I want freedom. And I can't be a powerful woman holding on to any of those resentments, those negative feelings. So if there's someone in your life today, I don't care who they are, and you're unwilling to forgive them, you're holding yourself back right now. You're making yourself a prisoner right now. Because 
they, you're not put on this earth to forgive them. That's God's job. And if God can do it, then you can do it. You need to let go of any resentment, any hard feelings. And I want you to identify that person right now that you're unwilling to forgive and put that person in your mind right now and say, if Gina can forgive her father, then I can forgive this person because I need to be set free because you need to be full of love because you need to forgive in order to fulfill your life's mission and purpose because you are put on this planet to fulfill a mission and a purpose. And if you are unwilling to forgive someone in your life, then you cannot fulfill that mission and that purpose. You cannot inspire others. You cannot be the best version of yourself that you can be if you are unwilling to forgive. So I invite you today because I want you to be the best version of yourself because the world cannot go further without you playing at the best version of yourself that we can. We are at a place in this world, guys, where we all need to be picking each other up and and uplifting each other because we can't afford to play small. There's things happening in the world that are crazy right now. And the world needs us as humans to be playing at our full capacity. And you can't do that holding on to resentment and hate and shame. And believe me, I know there are people in this room that have had crazy stuff that has happened to them. Neglect maybe, abuse maybe, rape maybe. Okay, but it's it's only harming you to hold on to that stuff. I invite you today to give that to God, to let that go to light, to heal the past wounds, to forgive the other person so that you are set free to live your purpose and your dreams and be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. And so I grew up with my grandmother and my grandfather and my aunt, and they were wonderful to me. I told you, God, I lost one mom and God gave me two moms. But growing up wasn't easy with my grandfather. My grandfather was very sick. He had cirrhosis of the liver. Uh, they, they'd misdiagnosed him many, many times. And because of that, you know, when you, when you have cirrhosis of the liver, the liver filters out the toxins from your blood. And when you, you have toxins in your blood, <clears throat> they poison the rest of your body, including your brain. And so I was witness growing up in my teens to seeing my grandfather um, hearing voices, uh, which was very scary as a 15-year-old to wake up in the middle of the night to my grandfather screaming curses and, and uh, being mentally ill. He was very mentally ill. He was suicidal at one point in time. I remember being in my teens and uh, we had to hide the knives because we were afraid so I was very witness to mental illness growing up, and um, it was it was it was not it was a it was a hard you know time in my life to witness this as a teenager. Being 15, I remember one Friday night I wanted to go to the mall because okay that was in the 90s and we went to the mall <laughs> and we hung out in the food court and I wanted to do that with my friends and my aunt and my mom said no Gina we can't go to the mall tonight because we have to the three of us. My father was, you know, my grandfather was, um, you know, completely, uh, uh, you know, in, unable to move himself. We had to, the th- it took the three of us to move him over on one side of the bed so that we can change the bed and change him because he was getting bed sores. So I had to sacrifice going to the mall 
like a normal teenager because I, we needed to take care of my grandfather. And that grew me up very quickly. It, re- it made me realize priorities in life. You know, it made me realize that when you're going through something very traumatic and bigger than you, that you have to grow up really quickly. You have to understand responsibility really quickly. So I realized that all these little petty things, gossip and and materialistic goods and all these different things, they weren't important. What was important was family and health and helping others and being there for other people. And my grandfather passed away my last year of high school and I went to college and I studied speech communications. But during the time of all of this happening, I coped and I coped with food and I gained a lot of weight. And when I was a freshman in college, I came home for Christmas break. And remember back in the day, you would actually take a video on this thing called a camcorder, not your phone. And it had a disc in it called a a cassette tape and you would put it in the VCR and watch whatever you recorded. And I remember looking at the video and thinking, oh my gosh, mom, do I look that big? Do I look that fat? And they couldn't give me a straight answer. And I went to bed that night looking at the ceiling of my, my bedroom. And I said, I vow to myself that I will never be this big ever again. And so I lost, I, I went on my weight loss journey from 275 pounds and I lost 150 pounds. And people ask me how I did it. I didn't have lap band surgery. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I didn't take a magic pill. I did it with mindset. I changed my mind and I committed to myself. I put myself first so that I could commit to my goals. And I made that decision every single day of my life over and over and over again. When it was snowing and cold in Ithaca College and I would put on my workout gear and I would dredge through the snow and the cold to get to the gym. I made that decision every day when we went to the mess hall and all my friends were having pizza and cookies and I went to the salad bar to get turkey and lettuce. I made that decision every day of my life because I put myself first because I knew that I was made for better than that. And and now at this point in time, I'm sure not perfect and I don't strive for perfectionism, but I dedicate myself every day to to my health and my well-being because you know why? It makes me better. It makes me more confident. It gives me the ability to conquer other goals in my life because I did something very hard. I lost 150 pounds. That is not easy. I had to get surgery to remove five pounds of skin. Okay, this is not easy, but I do it and I commit to myself every day because I can't inspire others and be the best version of myself if I'm not putting myself first. You know, yesterday, Lisa texted me. She said, I'm going to talk about 10X Ladies and Breakfast with Champions from 9 to 10. And I said, Lisa, I'll be there. I'll be there at 930 because I've committed to myself, to my spin class at 830 to 930 every day because I can't go into those rooms and I can't come into these spaces and pour into other people if I don't fill my cup first. Someone needs to hear that. You can't fulfill your life's purpose You can't inspire others if you're not filling your cup first. And as moms, we wear that badge with honor. I'm exhausted. I'm drained. Oh my gosh, I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. 
quit it. Quit it. Because you're not doing anything for anyone except making yourself a, a nervous wreck, making the people around you miserable because you're not putting yourself first and you're not filling up your own cup. You're giving to people from an empty cup and they feel resentment and you feel resentment and you're bickering and you're angry and you're miserable through the day. So I, I'm not going to take up too much more time because I want to open the floor to other people uh, to share if anything that I said landed with them. But I want you to understand that your purpose and your mission in this life, you are here for a reason. You are here for a purpose. You have unique story. You have a unique set of skills that the world needs right now. And I'm here to encourage you today to quit playing small, to quit holding on to resentments, to quit putting other people first, to do what you need to do to live at your best abilities and strengths because the world needs you, because I need you, because your family and your friends and your co-workers need you, okay? So who else wants to chime in? Who land? Who did that land with? This is Monica in the turquoise ring. Gina, Gina, freaking Gina. This, Mary Lynn and I were back channeling. This is such a great, amazing reminder that when you meet a person and you meet them today, you see who they are today and you don't ever, ever know or imagine the things they've experienced and what made them who they are today. Sister, I have been in rooms with you for I don't know how many months, and I have no idea about your story that to this degree. I, I've heard little bits and pieces. But this is why it's important for us to drop that perception that we have that nobody wants to hear the hard stuff. And nobody wants to hear my story, man, 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 man. But what is so important is what people say in this room and what Ben Stock says and Barbara says is that you don't share from the pain, you share from the scar so that people can hear where you've come from and where you've gone and they can believe it for themselves. Thank you, sister. Woo, woo. Yes, All yes, right. yes. Hey, okay, Gina, this is Angela. In. This is Angela. Good morning, Angela. Hey, Gina. Hey, listen, I normally do not speak, but um, everything you just said resonated with me. And I just got to say that that is the power of this room with Breakfast of Champions. Each and every one of you who are sharing, like you said earlier, sharing from that pain, it helps us to understand that we are all human and every last one of us are going through something. And that each and every time that we share, it it actually resonates with so many people that we can get beyond what we have even grown up with and do what we need to do in this world because God put us there to do something. We have a purpose. Thank you so much for being uh, so open and honest. That was an incredible share. And I'll say this. You gave me the opportunity to say, to say I'm sorry to my father. Thank you. I'll lay my plane. Wow. <clears throat> wow. So you see, by me being vulnerable, me sharing, I just impacted Angeline's life in a way that I'll never even, that I didn't even know. And I'm sure that there are other people in this room too. Who else wanted to chime in and then I'm going to pass it to Mary Kristen. can Mary, can Mary stop it too? 
I'd like to re um, say something to you. You and I have been, I've been in part of your community for a while now. And I'm just telling you this because I lived your story, every word. When I was, my domestic violence was part of an everyday life growing up. And I only recently admitted that what my parents was doing was domestic violence. At the age of 12, I woke up and my mom gained her wings and my dad gained handcuffs. My dad took my mother's life in the sleep. I've been in those jails. I have a brother who was dumped at my doorstep in his early 20s because the guardians, because became ward of the state, my guardians did not want anything to do with us, basically in, in the sense of other than what the money they were receiving. My dad was a full on retired veteran who was released because he got injured in the service. And so I spent my early 20s newly engaged, taking care of my brother and I still do today. It's 37 years will be April. So I'm sharing this with you because I know what it took to tell your story, to go through your journey. And we are not friends, but I am here for you if you ever want to talk about it because I know it because I live it and I live this. Thank you. Thank you, Mary, for being strong enough and be, to be vulnerable, to be strong enough to be vulnerable, to share on this stage. And I'm so glad I didn't talk myself out of this um, because I knew, I know my purpose. I know my purpose and I know that my actions uh, need to be in alignment with that purpose. So I'm so grateful that the Breakfast with Champions stage has given me this opportunity to share my story and pour into you and inspire others. Uh, do what I said today, take action in, in what you heard today. With that being said, I have two other powerful, amazing women um, that I co-founded the Mom Link with. Uh, we co-founded together. We have been consistent in growing this club. We are almost at 25,000 mompreneurs and female entrepreneurs that are getting empowered, encouraged, and uplifted every day. Uh, yesterday, we heard a story about a woman that was um, that did not get deported uh, because of what we've done in our rooms. We've helped women raise tens of thousands of dollars. We've we've helped women th who were struggling through divorce. We've helped women, um, you know, become more successful in their businesses and so on and so forth. So I'm going to pass the mic uh, to Crystal to be your moderator for the next. I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, and then Nicole. But give it up for Crystal. Uh, she is absolutely incredible. The glue and the heart of the mom link. Over to you, beautiful. Woo, oh, my goodness. Gina, thank you, first of all, for reminding me why the three of us were literally attracted to each other, connected to each other, and why we started the mom link. That is an incredible story. And every time you share it, you inspire me. And I know you inspire so many other women. Okay, so first of all, uh, good morning, everybody. I'm so excited to be here on the Breakfast of Champions stage. Honestly, it's an honor to be a guest on this stage. And thank you to Glenn Lundy. Um, I want you to know I truly recognize and admire you for the community you have built through the Breakfast of Champions. Thank so, you, thank you, thank you. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. 
Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. So yeah, the community, that's exactly what I came here to discuss today. I wanted to really talk about the power of community and the impact it can have on the world or one individual at a time. I also want to share a little bit about myself today so you can get to know Crystal Almeida, uh, one of the faces, one of the powerful women uh, behind the mom link. I want you to truly try, uh, truly get a little glimpse of understanding of how I got here, how I got to the mom link, and what inspires me every day to show up. And to be honest, it's community. I've realized it's just community. Since I was a young uh, girl, I craved to be, uh, to belong to something bigger than myself. I wanted to have impact. I wanted to make a difference in the life of somebody in the world. And I had this weird gut feeling, I'm telling you from a very young age, that I had a special gift and I knew I was going to change the world. I just believed it. So anyways, fast forward to my university days. That's where the light really, really sparked for me. I quickly went from being your ultimate bake sale queen. I literally sat in my student hall selling brownies and Rice Krispies for 25 cents because I believed in a cause so badly that I wanted to raise funds and I wanted to raise awareness. I wanted to educate the other students on campus. I then quickly joined Make Poverty History campaigns. I joined committees, I chaired committees. I established a student refugee sponsorship program on my campus. And every year of my undergraduate degree, I was able to sponsor a student from a Kenyan refugee camp. I event managed AIDS Walk for Life events, fundraising thousands of dollars for the cause. I had the privilege and the pivotal moment in my life where I got to go and work and live in Burkina Faso, a West African uh, country. And I worked at a local HIV clinic where I uh, was part of a research team working on a qualitative project to discover why men chose not to get tested uh, for HIV in this community. This, this type of work and this volunteer work I was involved with taught me so much. It taught me the value of being a conscious leader, especially in choosing the words that we use. And I think about this all the time in the mom link. I remind myself, the words that we use are so vital to, to recognize that language has impact and we can impact people through the words that we use. So we need to be responsible for that. It also taught me the notion of nothing, nothing for us without us. Never underestimate and always include those you are looking to serve in your community. Nothing for us without us. Always have a mission first mentality. And remember, you can make an, inco an income while making an impact. And, you know, working for the not-for-profit world for so many years, you don't need to necessarily work in the not-for-profit world and, you know, make $30,000 to make an impact. You can, you know, reach for the stars. You can make a bigger income and make a bigger impact. Anyhow, I knew this was the work I was meant to do. So I continued this path into a career in the nonprofit world for about 18 years until recently. 
I actually just lost my job during this pandemic. And I'm not ashamed to share that on this stage. I'm not afraid to say it out loud. And I can actually say, I'm happy to share this because I know everything is as it's supposed to be in this moment. And that's not my reminder. That's my one of my girlfriends here in the mom link, Nicole Puckerin, who tells me this all the time. Everything is as it's supposed to be in this moment. I was born to do this work. I know that. It was the feeling I had in my gut since I was a young girl. Build a community, ignite a movement, and create massive impact. That is what the mom link allows us to do. And in fact, it's exactly what drew myself, Nicole, and Gina together. The desire to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Our identities outside of motherhood. We knew there was something more. So the impact of community, specifically the mom link and what we have created, the community of powerful women coming together to collaborate, level up, and watch each other win is unmeasurable. And I say it's unmeasurable because of the ripple effect it will have. The ripple effect it will have in the future, the impact it will have on younger generations and ultimately our thought leaders of tomorrow. And of course, I'm a mom, so this is extremely important to me. You know, it's hard to really know what to believe in, especially in these last two years with, you know, everything going on with the pandemic and COVID and, you know, so many opposing views. But what I truly believe is there is a duty, an obligation, a job that we all have. It's a responsibility to the future of our youth and that the world is always to know better and do better. And we cannot be apathetic in this. You know, every day when I come into the mom link rooms, I honestly feel hope. I feel hope that we're achieving exactly that. I see, I see this by the women in our community, the female entrepreneurs, the business owners, the stay-at-home moms, the working moms who collectively are raising their children or being the role models they desperately need to be so that we can exactly see what is needed to make a difference in the future of our children and in the values that they hold as they take their place in our society. You know, current estimates suggest that gender in, uh, equality is likely to take 108 years to achieve unless we do something different. <clears throat> That's ridiculous, 108 years. I believe by building or joining communities like the Mom Link, Real Moms Club, Hey Girl You Can, Women X and Biz, In Her View, and so many others on this app alone, we can create an impact at least put a, a dent in that 108 years. Now, it's not going to be easy. Actually, it's going to be really, really hard. <laughs> um, there's never an easy way to achieve something hard because it's hard. But what you, but what I'm going to tell you to do is choose your heart. Choose your heart. Because really, like Gina said, being out of shape is hard. You know, being fit is hard. Being out of shape, you know, and everybody has that moment when you're walking up a flight of stairs and you get up that one flight of stairs and you're out of breath and you're like, oh, man, that's hard. And you realize I'm out of shape. But working out's hard too. Being broke is hard. Making money is hard. It's not hard. It's 
hard not having money, but it's also hard for you to get money. But which hard do you want? Stay without money? Hard. Or make money? Also hard. So the choice is ours. What hard will you choose? I choose the hard, which is fighting against gender, gender inequities and the societal construction, a world in which women compete or compare instead of collaborating and celebrating. Don't count on the easy. Don't base your strategy on waiting for that one viral tweet, post, on that chance that that one hit wonder will be the salvation to your problems or to your financial growth. Remember, do you guys remember, I think it's in the 90s with those Beanie Babies when everybody was collecting them like crazy. You know, the Beanie Babies, there's those little stuffed animals. Everybody's collecting them like crazy, waiting for them to be worth millions in the future. Today, and I mean, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but today you're just stuck with 500 of those stuffed animals. And I'll tell you something, as a mom of two boys and way too many stuffed animals in my house, that is a freaking nightmare. <laughs> Anyways, to wrap this up, let me leave you with this. I realized I thrive in community. And if I can make every woman in the MomLink community feel that way too, then I know I'm making a difference and encouraging others to do the same. Women who collaborate, women who celebrate, women who come together to support one another is magical. And honestly, don't laugh, but I actually call this the mom link magic. I have learned and grown so much from so many incredible women on this app. And it's important, you know, when you find those women to say it out loud and to say it in public in a public space. So I wanna take this opportunity to say, first, I'm sitting beside on the MomLink stages, two amazing women. I mean, Gina, her dynamic personality and ability to connect with others through, through exceptional networking with a strong belief in collaboration. And Nicole, her flexibility, honesty, kindness, and her belief in creating impact first is incredible. And so many other women just to mention a few that I've learned from on this app, Molly Dare, Chris Orticello, Angel Janelle, Credit, Paulette, Dr. Lolita Walker, and of course, Barbara Majeski. And I know I've said this before, but you, Barbara Majeski, and I hope you're hearing this on the stage, you were the one who gave me my aha moment. That moment when I said that I heard you say, stop playing small, get out of your own way and stand in your purpose. When I realized this, everything changed. I focused on my purpose and my need to be a part of something bigger than myself. And that's the mom link. I realized that that is my purpose. Okay. So that is it. That is my share. I hope that was impactful. I hope I inspired you to be a part of a community. Uh, but I'd love to open up the floor if that resonated with anybody or anybody would like to jump in. Crystal, this is Wendy. My word. Go ahead. Who was that? It was Wendy, but go ahead. Hey, I'm going to pass the mic to you. Oh, it's no problem. Go ahead, Wendy. I'd love to hear from you. Oh, thank you. I just, you know what? I love Crystal, and she is the reason I got super involved with the mom link to start. Um, you know, the three of them kept me there, and it is because of building that community and how important it is to not only build, but be a part and contribute and show up and 
um, they, the three of them have just proven that over and over and over again, you know, and by banding together, you know, whether as women or just as, as people, you know, we could do great things and we can help so many people who need our help, who then in turn rise to help other people who need their help and who then in turn rise to help other people who need their help. And it's just this great, you know, continuation of, of paying it forward. And so I just wanted to give my flowers to Crystal and to Gina and to Nicole for bringing together this amazing community, for continuing to show up um, and for the Breakfast of Champions here and for Glenn Lundy and the entire community of Breakfast of Champions. And uh, with that, I will just say, uh, good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, good evening. And I'm passing the mic back to you. Uh, Wendy, I appreciate you. And we say it all the time. The mom link is would never be what it is today uh, because we are a collective. It, it's, it is what it is today because of women who, of, like you, Wendy, who showed up from the beginning and continue to show up because you believed in the vision and the mission of the mom link. So I appreciate you. Does anybody else want to jump in? Hey, Crystal. Bravo, yes, bravo, bravo. Merci oh beaucoup. <laughs> you know, this is like I'm in the street in Paris, so I'm not going to be long, but it's just incredible how this powerful connections, you know, I, I'm a mom, single mom, global connector, entrepreneur. And why I'm saying this is like to, this morning, so many incredible vibes. Now I got to know more Gina and Gina. My God, bravissimi, how we say it in, in, in Italian, if you have any Italian. Wow, you're so brave. I'm like, I can't even find my words to say incredible stories. And now I understand once I was success in the backstage. So everything, every behind every great woman, an incredible story. And I am so thrilled that we connected. And through Lolita, I got to know Crystal, uh, you know, more. And then now through the breakfast with champion. I got to know more people. This is just an amazing, and we're gonna change the world. Renee, you know, reach out to me. Now we're like sisters and friends. How incredible is this? Now the world is in our hands. We can do anything we want because we're strong. We are caring about each other and we have a message and a voice all together. Thank you, everyone in this stage. It's just like, wow, blowing mind. And you know, when you're in France and you speak French and then you go into an English room, it's always sometimes challenging. I hope I, I really got to your hearts, all of you. It's incredible and thank you. And I'm gonna be more collaborating more because now it's like there is something in there and I know what we can do all together. Thank you, merci beaucoup, Crystal. Thank you, Gina. Thank you, everyone, Lolita, Renee the breakfast of champion, of course, with our Glenn, Lendy, he made me, I mean, Ramon made me speak in French yesterday. I wish I could do this segment in French. That would be more powerful. Thank you. And I'm lighting my awesome. mic. The Mira, merci beaucoup. Puis je vais te dire maintenant sur cette stage que tout le monde va savoir du mom link. And I'm basically saying what Gina said the other day, everyone will know of the mom link and the power of collaboration. So thank you so much, Samira. I'm so happy to have met you. And one day, and I'm manifesting this, I speak four different languages. One day, the mom link will be available in at least those four languages. I'm ready to pass the mic over to one of my partners in crime, the beautiful, the talented, the inspir inspiring Nicole Puckrin. 
Good morning, champions. Good wow. morning. What an honor it is, like Crystal said, to be in this room and be on this stage. Glenn, thank you for the opportunity. Honestly, um, we love the community that you've built here every single day. You know, people come into this room to get poured into, uh, to receive the education, the inspiration, the motivation. It's, it's definitely a movement that you've created and I, I take my hat off to you, so. Thank you, Nicole. I appreciate those kind words. I appreciate the value that you guys are bringing to the room this morning. It has been powerful, powerful, powerful. You guys are just incredible. You're inspiring me every minute this morning and I really greatly appreciate you and so does my baby who's screaming at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Glenn, that's one thing that I really love about you is that you know, your kids are in the background, right? And it just is what it is. And as moms, so often, you know, when we come into these rooms and these spaces, we're, we try to hush our kids, right? Or we try to get away from them. But the reality is, let them hear you. Let them see what you're doing. Let them be involved. Because honestly, you know, and, and this is kind of a great way to kick off my story. Like growing up myself, I'm just going to give you guys a heads up. So I am more of a writer. I am the back end of the mom link. I create the websites. I do all the tech stuff. So this is not my most comfortable space, but please bear with me. So growing up, um, you know, my parents were immigrants. They came to Canada at 18 years old and they had their, their life goal was to just create a better life for themselves and for their children. And so do, by doing that, my parents both had small businesses. My dad had a drywall and construction business and my mom opened a bakery. And so growing up with the immigrant parents and they really did not want their children to assimilate into the cultures of Canadians, right? Because there were some um, stereotypes that they believed about Canadians, about you know, laziness about um, not being hardworking, about, you know, just the, the typical opposite of what the immigrant mentality was, right? You're hardworking, you go to work every day, you, you know, you take care of your family, you, you do what it is only solely for your family. And so that, what that did to me was I was always bound to the bakery. I was not able to have control of my life. So growing up, everything revolved around the bakery. Go to school, go to the bakery. Go to the bakery, go home. And it was repeat, always, right? There were no, like Gina said, there were no birthday parties. Everything was, was family-based. So, you know, taking my, my um, a lot of my family couldn't speak English. So it was my responsibility to take them to their doctor's appointments, take them to, um, you know, whatever it is that they needed and translate, right? Like from kindergarten, like I had a lot of responsibility. And so that not being able to control my life, that really, I hated it. It was like, it, it just, it, it grew something in me of rebellious nature. I just like, I wanted that control. I wanted to be able to be on the basketball team. I wanted to be able to join the debate team. I wanted to be Cinderella in the play, right? And so that grew a resentment in me. But today, obviously, in retrospect, you can appreciate what your parents were trying to do 
and the values that they instilled in you and the responsibility. And now being able to control and have that control over my life, you know, in university, I went wild. I was student senator on government. Uh, Crystal basically gave me the opportunity to start my own club on campus that I ran with 14 other members. Um, like my university year, I did it all. I had a full plate, dessert, coffee, tea, biscuits. It was all on there, right? And I loved it. And being able to control my life at that time, I planned my entire life out. I was in school for politics. I was lucky enough to find a job before I was before I graduated for a politician in my hometown. I worked there for seven years and I had my life planned out. At that time, I would be, I would go off to work at the Capitol, be in politics and eventually run for government. But life doesn't always work out the way you planned. So when I met my husband, and I was always somebody who was like, I'm never getting married. I'm never having children because I want to control my life. I, want, I have expectations for myself that I will achieve because I have the ability to at this point, right? I don't have anyone telling me what to do or what not to do. I am in control. And I relished in that. And then I met my partner. <clears throat> so, you know, fast forward, we get married, we have children. And my life plans are no longer feasible, right? My husband, he owned a gym at the time. Um, I, like, four years in, we, we had children. We had a son. And I was like, wow, how did I get here, right? When you have a mom, I feel like when you are a mom, you, you, you encounter a little bit of an identity crisis. At least I did. It was like, whoa, wait a minute. I am no longer responsible for just myself. I now have a little human that I am responsible to feed, to clothe, to take care of, to love, to nurture, and all of those things. And so my, as my life goals changed, I just became disenfranchised. Like I had no idea what my future would be because no longer was I gonna be a politician. It just did not, it just did not work out. And it wasn't necessarily because I got married. It just, you know, being in the field and seeing how, how a politician really lives, works and plays, it just didn't fit with what I felt was for my life. So anyways, being in this place, having a husband, having a child, my whole life's mission and plan shifting. And I'm just, now I'm looking at other women and I'm, and I'm, feeling jealousy. How are you a mom and a boss? How are you a mom and an entrepreneur? How are you a mom and your PTA president and you're doing all these things? But then I realized that jealousy can be one of the best tools for self-development that exists. And the reason for that is we are, we are taught that if we feel feelings of jealousy, to shove them down, hide them, run away from them, block that person. Don't, you know, don't look at their social media or don't, you know, stay away from them because you don't want to rouse those feelings in yourself. But if you pluck that feeling out and you look at it, it can tell you a lot about yourself. So looking at these women, I realize that jealousy truly, it's either you feel like it's something that you don't deserve 
or you're, you have jealousy because it's something that you feel like you can't achieve or you don't have. And so when you realize that and knowing that we can achieve and we can do and we can be anything that we want in this world, growing up in the 80s and the 90s and our cartoons, it was all about you can do and be anything you want. And I subscribe to that. And I teach my children that because it's the truth. Whatever you put your mind to, whatever you fix your hands to do, you will do. But you have to be relentless sometimes. And so basically, looking at these other women, okay, I want to be, you know, I want to have, you know, the nice car and the nice house and my house clean and my you know, the office work done and my goals where I can see them and, and, you know, my helping my husband with his business, doing a little bit of, 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 you know, sticking to my mission and my purpose, which I know is to impact women, create, create a movement where we can grow together, nurture each other and have that sense of community because isolation as a mom is real. Right. And I think our mind does this to ourselves because biologically, we need to protect our children. And so staying away from anything outside and focusing just on the children really, I think, is biological. But I was, I was seeking what other women had. And so by identifying what it is that they had that I wanted, I was able to say, okay, this is, this is how I'm going to control my life because these are the things that I'm going to go after. And these are the things that I'm going to attain one way or another. If I stay focused, I will achieve it. And, you know, just before we started the mom link, I was at a place where it was like, I w- that's where I was. What am I doing with my life? What is my purpose? You know, where, where is my community? And it was birthed in the mom link with Gina and Crystal. You never know. There are, I'm telling you, there are goals that you wrote down, wrote down 10 years ago that may have just come true this year. Or that if you look back on your notepad or your notebook where you used to write your to-do list, those things have been accomplished. Because sometimes all it takes is putting your pen to paper, identifying exactly what it is that you want, how, and you will achieve it. Sometimes the how is not even necessary. It's the focus and the intention and the desire. And so I just encourage any woman in this room, if you've ever felt or if you're feeling isolation, you don't know what your purpose is, you don't know how to create, listen, we don't find ourselves. We don't find ourselves. That is the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. You create yourself. And so if you are listening to my voice, you have the power to create and create Create things that, have, that are almost unimaginable, completely untangible, because just like I said, what you wrote down 10 years ago, if you were to bust that notepad out, you would see that those things have been done and accomplished and checked off your, you can check those things off your list. And with that, I rest my mic. So, oh, sorry. Now, th- this is Todd, and, and I want to I tell you something. Um, so you got three very different perspectives from three very different women, and I'm fortunate enough to be on the, uh, in the, on the sidelines watching this 
thing come together and culminate. Watching, you know, were they met? Were they strategized? Were they fought? How many times is I can't do this anymore? You know, and I just shake my head and listen. Listen, this didn't all just come together easy. These women had to grind it out. And, but let me, listen, make no mistake, listen carefully. You have no idea what's about to come with this mom link movement. No idea. They're going to be meeting with Danielle Delgado today. And they think that she's going to give them a gift. But let me tell you something. Danielle Delgado is about to get about to get a gift. That's about what's going to happen today. Because these women have developed a community and have worked so hard to be inclusive and help women. I listen to these calls. I see it in the background. Make no mistake. These are powerful, powerful women who are grinding it out and who are going to make a difference don't sleep on the mom link because it's going to blow up. Yes. I just want to say that you are the best uh, cheerleader for the mom link. Let me tell you, when Todd started coming on Clubhouse and sitting on stage, I was like, Gina, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And to, to be honest, Todd, to see you in the rooms, to see you supporting, to see you letting us give you a hard time, oh my gosh, that is so amazing. I really wanna take my time though to just, I mean, honor my sisters. Like, I feel like I could get emotional talking about Crystal, Gina, and Nicole. And if y'all know me, I don't cry a lot, but when I do, it's for a reason. And I literally love these women. I was talking to Crystal and Target yesterday, you know, doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing and shopping like I wasn't supposed to be shopping. And when we talk, it's just like, because we have so much to say, we're trying to catch up. And when you see, you know, each other on Clubhouse, it's just like you see an old friend when I say see in air quotes. And I remember the days when Crystal, Gina and Nicole were hosting. I actually met them hosting in my own club. And I was like, who are these ladies? Who is this Gina? And she was like, hey, girl. And I said, what the heck is going on here? And consistency. These women show up consistency. Now, like Todd said, it's not always easy. I've seen people get mad at them because they haven't been able to speak on their stages, but I've seen them pour into women. I've seen them give women opportunities, but I also have seen them be so selfless and to get on this Breakfast with Champion stage and share their personal stories to be of service to other women and say, you know what? I wasn't where I wanted to be. But here's how I got there. And here's what you can do to get there too. I commend you ladies and I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm drinking the, the, the whatever. And I'm gonna be riding with the mom link till the wheels fall off because you women are real, you are true, you are authentic, you are yourselves. But most importantly, you are a huge and pivotal part of this community. And if you know, you know, they say, the young kids say, I-Y-K-Y-K. -Y -K. If you know, you know. I love you ladies, Crystal, Gina, and Nicole. You all three individually bring something that is so special and unique. Y'all have your different hot sauce, your different flavor, but when you put it together, man, it's something delicious. I love you ladies, and thank you so much for sharing your stories this morning. You are phenomenal women. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Love you ladies. Thank you so much. Come on. You know, it's Come funny on, Paulette. To say that, Paulette, because yesterday we were on, I think, a podcast, and we were talking about how in the beginning 
when we started our movement, I'm on the bike, so excuse me, my breathlessness. Get it, girl. Yes, I commit to myself. Um, so when we started this, you know, we would see a lot of these copycat rooms in the hall, kind of like taking our, you know, our ideas. And at first, you know, you get a little like, like Nicole says, you're protective of what you do. And then at some point we let that go because we're like, you know, you can imitate, but you can never duplicate. You know, we got the sauce. You can never be Dino, Crystal, Nicole, and what we've gone through, and and the way that our energy is. That is what what we've coined as the Mom Link magic, guys. So we encourage you to be a part of that. You know, follow myself, Crystal, Nicole, join the club, become a member of the Mom Link. Click on the link above. We're hosting our third virtual mini summit, March 5th. We want you guys to purchase a ticket or a sponsorship to that and just be a part of this movement. Cause like Todd said, this thing is gonna, we're gonna blow the roof off this thing. Our goal is to have every mompreneur in the world know about the mom link. And I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. It's gonna take blood, sweat and tears, but we're dedicated and we want you in the community on this mission with us, get on this bus and come along with us. We love you guys. Hey, oh my God. It's already happening. It's already Can I jump? This is Debbie. May I speak for a second? Yes. I think we have one minute until we got to pass the mic I, to David Spizak. Am I correct in that one? Hey, this is Do I have one minute right? to speak? All right, all right, all right. Take all you need. All right. Take all you one need minute. because you guys are rolling. Gina. Oh, love okay, you, David. Gina. Gina, this is Kareen. And when I met you ladies, I always um, forget the names, right? There's three of you. And the way that I remember your names as I grew to know the three of you was the GNC. And that's the, like, I think about, okay, I need some vitamins. Remember the GNC stores that didn't make it? You ladies are the vitamins in the mom world. And I, when I, whenever I'm hungry for some supplements and vitamin in my mom life, I always think about you ladies, GNC. I need to go and get my vitamins about my mom. This is isolate, isolating to be mom sometimes. And we go through all the journey of being mom and there, there are happy moments and there, there are possessed moments where you just don't know what to do and you just scream and cry in your car. So thank you for all that you do, GNC. I appreciate you three. That was so brilliant, by the way. I just had to add that. That is such yeah. a connection or an analogy. Amazing. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.